We're back. Season three, episode nine. It's a good one. I, I really enjoyed this one. It's a friendly one. And in, a, in the way that only Canadians can bring. It's a goddamn Canadian one. <laughs> Mr. Aaron Marshall. Goddamn Canadian. Goddamn Canadians. Oh, dude. Yeah, like, so fucking nice. Um, if you haven't listened to Intervals before, please take a moment or 40 moments. I implore you, <laughs> just, just listen to Circadian, their brand new album, before, before it starts. So you can really get a good feel of like how incredibly talented this gentleman is, and then wonder why well, we spent no time talking about his like mastery <laughs> of the instrument. We're just like, so man, uh, I, I, you went to Japan, yeah, cool, cool, I like Japan, that's cool, 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 cool. Um, I want to get straight into it, but again, please take a second, do your research, so you can enjoy this as much as we've enjoyed it. Aaron's a super fucking nice guy. Um, I hope you enjoy getting to know him for the next hour or so. And also enjoy our Christmas film recommendation. Thanks. Oh my God. You are in for a treat. This is season three, episode nine. Let's get it. Animus. Animus. We might as well start here. So anyone yeah. who's here for the first time, I'm Mike. I'm John. And uh, we're, we're hanging out with a, a very, very lovely gentleman with a really beautifully bassy voice, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Aaron Marshall from Intervals. How, how you doing, mate? How you doing? My favorite introduction for a podcast yet. I got to like, do that. I got to live up to the like low radio voice it's gonna, for the for literally the whole thing <laughs> the from this whole point on. Time. It's going to yeah, be I'm, slow jams. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. So we're like a week out from from your album drop, and we'd initially been like talking about hooking something up on album day, <laughs> sitting there thinking like this can't this can't be right. You've got to be a busy busy boy. How many how many podcasts do you reckon you've been on in the last fortnight? Oh man, um, I don't have a number. We started <laughs> we started the PR Blitz like six weeks ago, yeah. maybe seven weeks ago, and. Um, my manager's assistant blocked out like Wednesday through Friday of every week, um, for podcasts and written interviews and phoners and stuff. So I'm well oiled. Um, <laughs> I've just got visions of fucking tour posters with just like, and now I'm going to be on this show and this uh, one, this one. Man. No, if that's the 2020 ad, Matt, then yeah, I'm pretty, that's pretty depressing. Um, is but, it more uh, press without, without shows or is it, is it less? Um. We're, okay, we're, we're probably prioritizing press more because of the yeah. lack of touring. Not to say that I don't make it a part of the um, the equation, but um, you know, I think we're just yeah, we're probably amplifying the the press side of things because what else can we do? You know, so <laughs> yeah. um, trying to cover ground that way. And I, I and to be fair. I think if we had actually applied the same um, vigor to the press side of things, like while touring, we'd have even more results. But I wouldn't know because we can't tour. So um, I like press. We we always we're always down to do it. I'm always down to have a chat and a hang. Um, it can be hard on tour just because your head's in a thousand places and you know 
there's things that pull at you throughout the day, like between, you know, like wake up and get your, you know, find your sort of surroundings and try to find a gym and do whatever. And then like sound check and then like VIP at some point. And like, I have the time for it and I do really, really like it, especially when it's inspired conversation with like cool people and stuff. But you know, yeah, with the, with the no touring thing, it's like, we just got to do. I just want to, you know, I want everyone to hear the record. It deserves to be heard by as many people as possible. So we're trying to cover some ground. I'm like, so again, sort of uh, like while we were prepping for this, I was just sort of like scrolling through your grid and stuff. And I was like, God damn, this man knows how to promo. Like everything on here <laughs> looks beautiful. Um, has it literally just been sort of like, has it been making sure that that material is on point and doing talk shows? Or have you got any kind of like supplementary things? How have you been making, making this shit work? Mm. Is it? yeah is it is it has it been cool or has this been like no it's been cool man i mean i'll be i'll be completely transparent this is the most all-encompassing um and the most like fruitful rollout we've ever had um uh, i mean that's largely in part to um my manager of course you know the way things sort of function is like um, a lot, a lot of the the moves that we make are sort of built around the same moves that I was making like pre-management, like in the early days, and the things that I was doing instinctually. But mm. we've we've got it to a place now where like I'm able to carry out the creative and like the vision for certain things, and then the more like left brain, uh, or sorry, sorry, the more like right brain tactile, like calculated stuff in the organization aspect of things is handled by my manager so um rich built like a you know just like a really detailed um rollout we we sat down at sheet happens the end of the summer and um we talked about you know like let's put a date on a calendar okay this is drop day and then you work your way backwards and just like this is when the campaign is going to kick in and this is everything that we're going to do so we kind of had like a bit of a predictable flow to it. I think once people sort of caught on, it's like you can expect a new tune to drop on a Friday, not every Friday, but like every second or third Friday in the campaign, we would drop a new tune on, on streaming platforms and, you know, everywhere that you consume music. And then the following Tuesday, we would hit with the guitar playthrough and then we'd follow up with a giveaway and then we would let the week in the weekend go by and then follow up with the drum playthrough and then another giveaway and then the bass playthrough the following week in a giveaway and then drop a tune and we just kind of do like rinse and repeat three times um for the three respective singles but it just kind of like the content just kind of makes itself when you set the calendar up that way because there's always something to talk about especially when you know you have a robust um catalog of of, of offerings from a company like sheet happens like we have you know the all the vinyl variants and, and the cd um all the cloth of course and some specialty items like dice and guitar picks and things like that and then the you know one of the biggest features for us of any campaign or just in general really is the tablature so we have exclusive uh, jam tracks that we offer with like the ultimate bundle where you get the digital and the physical book and then you get an album a version of the album that's been specifically mixed so that you can make cover videos and jam and i'm not in your way it's it's my parts omitted so you can get right into the mix and play the songs exactly like i'm playing them yeah 
I, I saw I saw you doing the signatures for for book after book after book <laughs> after book. Man, like how how many did you get through? Like how how many you dishing out? Is it the case you're literally there for an afternoon? Like I'm gonna get fucking great at this signature, man. <laughs> well, that was it. Gets worse as you go. Um, <laughs> to be honest, you can kind of figure out where you are in the batch by gets, like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It gets worse <laughs> as you go for sure. Um, I did. I mean, that was 500 books that day. Um, which I think Sheet Happens capped it at 500. I don't know. I mean, we certainly sold more than that, but I think they cap. I think they cap it at 500, or it's only a particular bundle that gets the signed one. I don't know. They make all those decisions, but um, I've had to. I've had to do the big signing, like stack of signatures for them numerous times. This is why the time, <laughs> time lapsed at this time. They wanted to see how fast we could condense it down. Into it. It's funny because it was a 28 second clip and I was there for 30 minutes doing that. But um, <laughs> it's not the weirdest one. We were on our way out for a tour of Southeast Asia, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. And we had the, um, I think it was In Time was dropping on vinyl for the first time. We did a re-release of In Time and we did 500 limited units on vinyl. Mm. And I think Sheet Happens realized about 48 hours before we were about to leave the country for a month, like to go to Asia, that they wouldn't catch me and they had promised signatures yeah. to buyers. So bless his soul, Matt HK, who works for Sheet Happens, he's a really good buddy. He's their creative there and he used to play drums and well, plays drums in a band called Mandroid Echo Star. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt works with Sheet Happens and uh, they sent him... Oh, the poor guy. They sent him to the airport with boxes of vinyls. And we, we signed, I signed, well, I signed, like, I guess 500 vinyl or whatever yeah. it was um, at the, the, the drop off where like the car pulls up and drops you at the airport. Like we pulled up in a van with all of our gear. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Nathan, myself, Sam, um, and Stosh and Andy um, and Jacob, of course. So there was six of us. And like, I think we had 550 pounds of gear. I don't know what that is in kilos for you guys, but we had, I think it's fucking heavy. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And we were dragging that. That was our oversize for the, for the month. Basically Mm -hmm. we had 21 shows in 24 days. We started in Singapore and we finished in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, but we were getting ready to leave for that and they knew they'd be fucked if they didn't get my signature on it. So it <laughs> literally was like running out of the car park across the road at Pearson International Airport with a box of vinyls. And I just, on a suitcase, while people are pulling up and like dropping their grandma off for a flight, I'm like there, like signing vinyls. But again, while, while Deirdre's getting her flight, as the people are dropping them off, just being like, yeah, well, I mean, she's, she's a nice lady, yeah. but like... Yeah. But yeah. I wish I could have chucked Deirdre a vinyl, but she didn't pre-order, so, <laughs> just you know Just I mean? like, sorry, love. But, <laughs> but, but surely there's got to be people walking past just like, um, are yeah, you, are I you got kind of looks. a big deal? Is that like... I got, um, oh, I don't know about that. That's the last thing on my mind, but I'm certainly <laughs> getting looks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, run, I'm like draw, Sharpies are just flying out of my hand because they're just drying up as i go yeah yeah it's yeah so that wouldn't be the weirdest time to be signing a stack of things in public but that's a surprisingly yeah. punk rock story <laughs> yeah dude oh yeah we've got you know we've, we've got a bunch of those trust me yeah that's sick i'm um, like so you were just saying about about that tour that sounded absolutely fucking whistle stop do you actually do you get the chance to soak in the places when you do stuff like that? Like you're passing through through like Japan. Do you get to see like 
Shibuya and stuff? Or are you mm. just sort of like, this is the, the signs are different here. Better go to a new place with different characters in front of the pisses. Like, what <laughs> is it? Is that part of tour life rewarding, or is it just kind of like, <laughs> okay, 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 and on the plane again, and okay? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Japan because out of that entire run, the whole thing was built around Japan. So we had Tokyo and Os we had Osaka and then Tokyo, yeah. and. Um, it was like a bucket list scenario for us to get to Japan. We did, the last record had come out on um, a, a, a sort of a branch of Sony Japan mm. and they brought us there. So it was like, we're going no matter what. But then... Is that is that JMS or is that... Uh, it was Red, Red Room Recordings or it's like a, it's Sony, but it's like a subsidiary that yeah. deals specifically with like this kind of music. Mm. I mean, shout out to them for even having that. <laughs> uh, I mean, but again, they took me to Tower Records in Shibuya. Oh, there was dude. a card. There was a cardboard cutout of me next to Yvette from Covet. Yeah, and like we're like cardboard figures in a in a record store in Shibuya. Like it made dude. no sense to me. <laughs> I've been I've been to that Tower Records, and oh, it's like nice. fucking. It's it's like mecca, man. It's, it's like a good one. Eight, eight stories or something of just like every like genres you haven't heard of there was yes yeah I, like you're on the rock floor and like yeah. there's like a whole subset specifically for like i mean i saw everybody's stuff there like there was like a cardboard cutout of of my buddy eric and his band fever 333 yeah. so like eric's there like shirtless on a cardboard cutout in the tower <laughs> so records like bringing them together <laughs> yeah and like i was going through their pile of records and it's like oh sky harbor and sick like, they even had the, they even had a structures record still in stock, which is like those are my boys from here in the city. They they're unfortunately no longer a band, but like they started out like right when Interval started, they're a Sumerian Records band. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, so to answer your question about like the like seeing things on tour, like, um, it's it is funny you mentioned Japan because the whole tour was booked around like making our time worthwhile for traveling to that hemisphere. Mm. It's like well we might as well do a giant swath of southeast asia and then if we're going to japan we might as well go further south and do australia for the second time and then we really wanted to get to new zealand so we're like let's just finish in new zealand and then begin the 38 hour journey home but um <laughs> we uh we had we had a half day in osaka full day with the show bullet train to tokyo played the show day off in tokyo uh, and then we had the flight of Perth. Um, you know, it's it's a whirlwind. I'm I'm, I'm just glad we got that much for Japan. Yeah. Some of the other cities, no, we we didn't. Um, days off for that tour were few and far between, but they were uh, Bangkok. Um, wow, we there weren't many men. Um, Bangkok, the days in Japan. Mm -hmm. And then a day in Brisbane and like a half day of somewhere in New Zealand before the flight out. But we literally did 21 shows and those were the only days off. So um, we blew through Taipei, we blew through mainland China, Hong Kong, um, all that stuff. Like it was just like you get to the hotel after the show at 1 or 2 a.m. you have lobby call at 5 or 6 a.m. you board the flight you get to the next city at 8 a.m. you get to the hotel before the show if you're lucky maybe you don't load your personals into the green room if there is one because <laughs> these are like 
you know, anywhere from a 300 to a 600 cap in mm-hmm. Asia, in like whoever, wherever. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah. And they love to do the meet and greets, like coordinated, marketed meet and greets, yeah. and sometimes post show. So it's like you finish the <laughs> so show. Off the plane, in the venue, play the show, you're like zombie mode, and they're like, hey, dude, dude, we did. All smiles, let's do we this. We did. Um, man, it's hard. And, I, and trust me, I love it. And the thing is, is I always am telling myself, like, look like this is just a month of your life like it's a it's it's one day out of theirs but you know they you know these people have like taken the time to come and support you Mm. and like i i always always want to make that time you know i've I've done it with grueling migraines i've done it when i'm just feeling like absolute dog shit because i've literally slept two hours um or maybe you're actually sick or something like that you know it's but the you know in the moment people don't know that and you don't it's i'm not wearing it on my fucking forehead so it's like yeah i'm doing my absolute best to to have like a proper experience with everybody because they deserve it i mean we wouldn't be there without them and um to be honest one of my favorite things about touring and playing shows is i love that interaction i love meeting people like i genuinely do want to meet you um and same with all my other guys like in the band and you know we like we love it we live for it so it can be very challenging but it's very frustrating because you don't get to take the sights in sometimes or you don't get to like stop and have that like proper conversation with a person you would like to meet or maybe like a long-term fan that you know from like you know all of your socials or your inbox or something and you know this person's coming to the show and you really want to have like a nice conversation with them because you know they've supported you from day one but like on that day you're just not feeling right it's like really hard to do we did um the last international show we did uh or set of shows that we did before um things shut down um was uh we did india and we did a festival and three club shows and uh after the festival which was four hours from the, the closest international airport or major airport so you had to drive like up a mountain for four hours to get to the festival location it was like 1400 meters above sea level you could literally see like i mean you were through the clouds like we the elevation was ridiculous Mm. we were on the like bangladesh china india border um, in a very strange region up there and um the the festival was absolutely incredible but it was such a rural location and then when we finished it was us and then carnival on our night and then we packed down and then we had to get back to to the hotel near the airport and then fly out to do i think we were in delhi the next day and this would have been exactly a year ago because it was during diwali which was just the last weekend yeah Yeah. that's just passed and um nicest hotel i think any promoter or anybody has ever put us in (laughs) and that shit does get remembered (laughs) oh the tub was insane everything about it was insane and i literally by the time we got down the mountain and to the airport or to the hotel near the airport i had two hours and i've never nobody's ever given us a hotel that looked like that i was like oh (laughs) my god and i have to literally like if i go to sleep it's just gonna hurt to wake up so it's like what do you even do do you just stay up soak in the room just be like this is i (laughs) i turned the lights off and i went to sleep and then it was a very painful awakening when my alarm went off and i realized i had to get back into a taxi cab and get into an airplane i was like oh my god (laughs) but it's you know the thing is is like i never want to come across like a diva because like while you're in it like yeah it 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 sucks and 
you know, I do, I am just shivering thinking about how much it really <laughs> does suck to like be in the, in that under those circumstances, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like we, I mean, we just played to 12,000 people on a mountain with carnival and Steve Aoki's like lighting production, production manager guy did our video wall. Like when does intervals even have a video wall? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of the most insane experiences of my life. So it's like, what could I really, how can I complain? You know? Amazing. Absolutely amazing, and it's cool. Like, like again, I don't want to be like full interview, like, "Hey, man," but like, no, that's cool. Uh, but in terms of um, obviously the music that you're doing, you don't have vocals, which means you don't have a language barrier. Which means, are you finding that the huge world point. is yours? Yeah, huge point. Yeah, we love that so much because, I mean, I've played. You know, India is not one of those places because the English, like English, is very, they're very good with. Yeah. You know, it's, I believe it's like part and parcel to their native tongue. Like yeah. English is embedded in the culture. So, um, but like Taiwan and like places where like English is not very common, like, yeah. and and like you can't tell if they're like politely laughing at your banter, or like, <laughs> just, like you know what I mean, just trying to comfort you. Yeah. Because they, it's it's crazy. Like crowd etiquette, um, is is just something else there. Like the whole room laughs in lockstep and then silence at the same time. And it's the I've crazy. Heard that from so many people. Yeah. It's the like, craziest thing. Yeah. No, when guys tell you that they're not making that. It's <laughs> insane. It's absolutely bonkers what that sounds like and feels like in the room. Um, the promoter did tell me that he truly believes the crowd did understand me that night because mm. like I, I wasn't like talking slow or like, you know, overly yeah. animated or anything. Like I was just doing, you know, my bit, but like they seemed to get it and we had like a bunch <laughs> of laughs and it was really good time and stuff. So, you know, the fact that there is no lyrical content as, as far as the connection to why we're there, there's no like, you know, religious pandering emotional pandering political pandering it's all extremely interpretive actually to be honest if you're a political band you're not doing that tour to be completely <laughs> i know yeah. that protest the hero when they play in china they change the name they literally have to market the band under a different name Fuck. incredible that's 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 a fun little <laughs> situation yeah because you have to promote yeah and you have, they promote through their own channels right through like yeah. wechat and their own apps and stuff because you can't access them with Instagram and Facebook. Mm. I can't even, even if I have the marketing dollars, I can't even apply them in a way that even reaches. So it's on, it really is on the promoter. Like people ask like, how did you do shows in China? Look, your band has to be at a level where they already are aware of you. Like they've mm. already found you, even though like things are set up to where they, sh they, they almost can't. Yeah. But of course they use that, you know, they got VPN tricks and like they're doing stuff. Like yeah. you think kid, you think kids there are like, completely this out to lunch no they know this um, feels like 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 segment time like speaking of this episode's brought to you by <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's good that's good you guys should get a vpn uh uh what do you call that sponsor, sponsor. yeah but um no it was actually really interesting because like i think well shanghai i think is like a little bit more like metropolitan in terms of like culture i mean yeah. like it's not as just like black and white like beijing felt like for example yeah you know um it's a little bit more colorful i should say um whereas like beijing definitely did feel a little bit more like rigid mm -hmm. but um it's like 
the kids were cooler because like you could tell they they did somehow get their browser to see some things they're maybe not allowed to see <laughs> and like they're kind of dressed like they were in like like a like they were at like a late 90s early early 2000s like Linkin Park or Limp Bizkit show it's like it's like just, we're just a t little behind here but like it's still cool like nice. i like i totally fuck with the whole movement like they they're like gent hungry prog like periphery and animals as leaders in you know intervals and polyphia and like they know about all this stuff but they look like the break stuff music video <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, I, the wet spikes just ready just i i mean yeah like some big some big wide denim and some and some like <laughs> chains going guy liner and some like mixed with like a little bit of like corpse paint but like is that not is that not the fans like usual look is that not what you've sort of seen around the world normally <laughs> 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 I mean, the standard uniform. dude i totally fuck with that though because i love shit like that i yeah. do love a good little time capsule you know what i mean like yeah. i i and i think that that's cooler because if you look at what's popular on the internet and you look at like what the, how the cool kids like do you know the aesthetic of you know their instagram or like how kids dress and stuff like the more like ironic like obscure is like always cooler like if you look at the whole underground hip-hop movement and like the emo rap movement and stuff it's like you would see like exaggerated like flared jinko jeans and like lipstick and nail polish and makeup and stuff like that and it's like i totally fuck with that but i think it's actually cooler when you go to beijing and to them it's not this ironic like let me just look at a tumblr page and it's like it's dope to be weird and look like a hot topic ad it's like they legitimately were like this is what western culture looks like on the internet we're gonna do this let's have that yeah let's have that and i'm like yo that is so punk rock yeah and what we notice too is when we get to japan or this is what i noticed especially in osaka like kids in america or kids like you know la chicago new york like whatever like cultured like cities you know even london or like places you know i'm glad, um, I'm glad we got a look in there that was cool <laughs> right, right. the like, guys. kids think they're cool but go you've been to japan you know exactly what i'm talking about go to stand outside of lawson's and look at how kids are dressed and like the whole vibe like we got there and it was like like the like the whole the whole aesthetic like the you know like the shoulder bags and like every it's like the, that whole look it was just like you could tell they were on it way before everybody yeah. and it's nothing because they're on some next shit and they're not even trying yeah and like and they're way cooler than any kid any cool kid you've ever met in a, in North America is not even close to to like as cool as the not cool kid in Japan. It's ridiculous because coming back, I was like, "Shit, I need more North Face." Shit, I need more like, 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 right. just like, bape everywhere. I was like, "What the fuck?" I've seen like two bape T-shirts in my life. There's twenty well, going down the street. Right, Tokyo uh, in Tokyo, Sony. I went to the, um, I went to their office for press, and then <laughs> they were like, "What do you want to do for the rest of the day?" Because my the rest of my guys were out in a different part of town tripping around, and then the plan was we're all going to meet up. Um, and the Sony guys will take me they sort of liaised with us for like a couple of days so when we wrap with the interviews and, and all the press and stuff is like um, we'll take you to wherever I was like well let's meet up with the guys after but like I kind of want to like one I want to eat something really good so we, yeah. we should go do that but two I kind of want to shop <laughs> so like if you guys can show me they're like oh we'll take you to Harajuku, Harajuku. Like, amazing yeah 
Yeah, just fucking supreme and kicks you've never fucking seen off white everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> oh man, have we still got you? I think I've lost him. I think I lost him too. Hey guys, just John jumping in. Uh, I'm sure you could probably tell we lost Aaron there for a sec. His Wi-Fi dropped out, but uh, we got him back. All's good, and on with the show. Should have audio. Amazing. Here we go. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, I know exactly where we were. I'm sure you do too. So we can <laughs> maybe try to seamlessly. But I also have no problem telling everybody that my Wi-Fi router crashed <laughs> in the middle of a podcast. It's not on these guys. Actually, let's just do that. Let's just say, you know, if this is a, uh, if this is a review, it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't on the uh, it was user error, user of the podcast. Dude. It wasn't the actual. <laughs> I'd have been all the way fine, but the second because you you just dropped Harajuku and I was like fuck yeah and I was like yeah. I was like uh, like off white everywhere like a whole supreme dedicated shop I got um, some undefeated stuff while I was there so nice. this is fucking amazing so you got me pumped and then it was like is that not I, cool is I that probably, not I, 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 I buffered I buffered and glitched yeah so the reason I was mentioning that is because they dropped me off in in Harajuku and I ran around to like Supreme and Carhartt and Huff and all the cool like what places did, what, right in that little what did you cop? what did you pick up um oh man i have to try to remember i bought i bought a couple shirts at supreme just some like breast print box logo stuff nothing like crazy like the kind of stuff that you can't find at supreme in new york or la like because in in japan i guess there's cooler things than supreme so <laughs> you can just go in and buy the things that you want but yeah. i bought a few things there and i bought some i think i bought something at the huff store I think they were doing, I think it was a Street Fighter collab at the time. Sick. Super sick. And then I I'm a, I bought um, I bought some stuff at Carhartt that I still have too. Um, oh, I love it there. I can't wait to go back. Um, that's, we, that's we, Yeah, we would have been already, but you know. Yeah. I, I, I felt the sadness in that one. Just sort of like, <sighs> soon though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a huge, it's a huge priority for us to go back. That's why we invested the time to go in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. but Are Asia you, in general was so cool and all those places. So, I have know. to ask, like, obviously you mentioned Street Fighter, Japan is a priority. Are you sort of Japanese media? That's something that's in your life at all? I'm like, I'm carefully angling this question. Not as my much. Best not as much. No, I'm not like an anime head or anything like that. Yeah. I appreciate all that stuff. And I think it's cool. And there's times in my life where it comes and it goes. Yeah. Um, in regards to like you know certain inspirations like i do you know yeah. pull pull some vibes here and there like i'll tell myself like oh, i want to get into this show and then i don't know my attention spans really whack <laughs> so um but it's certainly intriguing um and it's and it is a place that since i was a child like i really wanted to go and yeah. being there was was crazy and like a couple of sold out shows our first time there and which Ooh. it was yeah. like which venue was it in Tokyo? Ooh. Okay, it's mm -hmm. near Shibuya Crossing and it's two doors down from the Bape store. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, that's but not not the one in Harajuku, but I'm sure yeah. there's a Bape store like McDonald's on <laughs> yeah. it. But um it's um there was a there was a Bape store two doors down. It was in like a bit of an alleyway. Yeah. But the venue was super classy and really modern. It's about a 600 capacity room. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, I'd have to dig up the ad mat. I have it somewhere. I have it on a mounted poster somewhere, <laughs> but I'm moving. So all my stuff is 
is in flux currently, but um, yeah, I I can't remember the names of the venues. The Osaka was in it was in Sinsaibashi, which is I think it roughly translates to America Town, which is like the area that we were in, which is like where all the cool shopping is, and like yeah. it's really kind of hip there. And we played like a just like a two hundred and fifty cap like punk rock club there. Like Osaka was nuts, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we went for a hot pot for our first time later that night, and we sat cross-legged at a in a hot pot place after the show. We played. Um, who opened the shows? We did. We did the Osaka show. We played with a with a three-piece, all female, uh, math rock trio called Paranoid Void, and they're really, really, really sick. Like cool. a re- they're so talented. I was blown away by that band. And then in Tokyo. Um, Tricot opened for us and they were on the they were on a I I don't know if it was over there if it was in North America they did shows with Charm that's how I knew that band and they're um, uh, I think 50-50 in terms of gender when we, and that was so exciting to us too like that we went there and like you see more of like a, a balanced presence yeah. from a gender perspective in terms of like everything and like that was so cool to us that like both of our shows there were more inclusive than you see on most bills yeah. in like the you know the usual places. So like that was really exciting, and they were ridiculously talented. The level of execution and like professionalism from like even just a band opening your show in Japan mm-hmm. so high. Like they set the bar <laughs> so high for everything. So yeah. and yeah, again, I'm sort of like I'm a. I'm a big fan of a lot of exports from Japan. I enjoy a lot of their like math rock. One of my favorite bands is a band called uh, Yoroshika, which is like a, a Japanese pop band. Sick. And e- even in that pop sphere, it's like when you start t- counting it and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. This isn't. <laughs> They're so good. Um, our friends in ERA were over in Tokyo the same night as our show and they came to see us play. And then we all went to an izakaya later that night. And yeah. um, I remember jesse came back he had gone out to the suicide forest to check that out with some of the guys from crystal lake yeah. and they came to the izakaya which was like a bar that was like not far from our hotel was like not far from the venue we were just kind of like in that area all night and um i remember it was like pretty late it's like maybe one or something and i was like i'm faded i'm gonna go back to the hotel one of the guys from sony's like yeah i'll go with you so we're leaving and like one of the last conversations I overheard or like speculations of like what the rest of the guys were going to do to carry on was like they were trying to convince one of the dudes from Crystal Lake to take them to a fight club in Shibuya. <laughs> like my guys and some of the air guys were trying to go to a fucking fight club in Shibuya. I was like maybe I'll see you maybe I'll see you in the morning like jeez. Let's let's travel halfway around the world to this place with beautiful culture, traditional values. And let's go see some people beat the yeah. shit out of each other. Hey, hey, let's go to a fight club in Shibuya. Yeah. No, I wouldn't put it past my boys honestly. Um That's so sick though. But yeah, no, we definitely uh we definitely soaked up as much of the experience in all of those places as possible. Um Unfortunately, like we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation, when you, you know, you do the show, and then if you got to fly out in the morning, there's like nothing you're really gonna do. But we definitely explored a lot in the places that we could. We had 
the most time consecutive time in Bangkok, mm. which was really cool. So we got to like do a little bit of exploring in terms of the temples and and prowling around and stuff and doing that during the day and sought out some really good food. Um, I had one of the best meals I've ever had for the equivalent of about a dollar eighty Canadian from a <laughs> cart on the side of the street, and it was like literally one of the like one of the best dishes i've ever had in my whole life it's like what are we doing I, I love the idea that on like the same on the same stretch again visiting beautiful spiritual places to kind of you know become one with yourself soak in the universe best meals ever and again fight club just same stretch same <laughs> yeah. boys just oh yeah 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 i don't know that was one of the wildest adventures of my whole life um you know i'm a little afraid to for the damage it does to the body uh, when you don't sleep for more than three or four hours for a whole month straight, it really fucks with you. Like, you you kind of don't ever really recover from that. You always feel like a little bit of a changed person after that. But, um, like, we got flashbacks of it when we did India. We were like, oh, my God, this again. But um, it's so worth it, though. And it's like, as long as my booking agent can maybe try to be a touch more humane on the fucking calendar <laughs> than I think will be. As long as we get a date, like I, I'm down to do like the overnight banger every other. You know, it's like if we did two shows in a day off and two shows in a day off, I yeah. think I could get by. It was like when we went from, like when we so we went to Singapore to to Bangkok, and we barely had time to even acknowledge jet lag because we had just flown from Toronto to Singapore, and then when we got to Bangkok, we all started to realize how fucked we were, and then luckily it's like, well, we're gonna play. It's like we landed play the show we had a full day off and then we had a half day and then fly to taiwan mm-hmm. and once we started the stretch in taiwan it was like six days consecutive with no sleep it was all shows so it was like i think it was like taiwan um, hong kong Beijing, shanghai beijing mm-hmm. something something and then we got to japan but anyway it's just like oh my god this is nuts and there was like uh kansai airport in osaka was underwater like 48 hours before we got there like because it was monsoon season or typhoon or like whatever they have there i can't remember um forgive my ignorance on that it's one of those crazy natural disasters that involves a lot of wind and a lot of water yeah. the airport it's was the ship we are not used to no at all. i know and the airport was like completely fucked to where our travel agent was calling or like emailing my tour manager and was like, you guys might not make it to Japan. And we were like, this is the whole reason we're here and doing this. Like we have, if, we're, if we're swimming, we're getting there. We have to get to Japan or else this whole thing is bust. And of course, Japan was also the connector to Australia. Yeah. Like it's like with well, the whole thing is fucked if we don't. So we have to. So we rescheduled our flight and then it got canceled. And then we rescheduled again and had like, we took like a some weird charter flight to Seoul, yeah, uh, to South Korea, and then made our way to Kansai, and we got there, and it was like, wow, fuck, we we made it. So uh, that was cool. But I remember also, my mom was following the weather as we were like traveling to all these different places and you know getting in touch every once in a while, yeah. and she was fucking losing it because here in <laughs> Canada. Um, we, you know, just like, I guess based on maybe like population in the city and stuff, like it's, you know, obviously the news is catered to, you know, various 
cultural groups and stuff. And I mean, Toronto is the biggest multicultural melting pot in North America. I truly believe, I think statistically, if it's not, it's going to be one of them for sure. It is. Mm. This is an incredibly diverse city. I love it here. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, and as far as like the Hong Kong connection, I think Vancouver might trump us, but like, um, anyhow, uh, she was seeing in the news that Hong Kong was just being absolutely hammered by this weather. And when we left, it touched down like after the the plane took off. So like friends of ours, like that was in the band that opened for us. They like buddy in his Instagram story, like there was like trees blowing sideways down the street. I was like, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen weather like that. Hong Kong was, it was like historical weather for them. It was like most of the city was just destroyed. And like, we were literally just there. We almost got stuck in Hong Kong. And my mom always says, like, you have a horseshoe up your ass or something. Cause like, <laughs> I can't believe you evaded that weather numerous times throughout yeah. that trip. It was chasing us around. It was pretty nutty. How, like in those scenarios though, where it's like, fuck, is this going to land? Is this going to, is this going to work? Who are you in those times? Like, are you like, oh fuck, or are you stressing? Are you are you taking it in your stride? Are you living sort of in the moment, or are you just sort of? I used to be, I used to not be able to deal with that stuff very well. Mm. Um, you would never know. I I've I've always internalized stress, mm. so like, I, I just know personally that uh, luckily I had sort of changed some lifestyle stuff and like got onto some things that helped me cope with stress better. Um, not, not like, I don't mean drugs or anything. Like the, 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 the eyes down is like, oh, okay, man, no. cool. That's Mindful, either, uh, mindfulness. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either it's either like Eckhart or something that you get down the street. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing you get at the uh, the uh, veterinarian clinic, I promise. Um, oh, no, God, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I like a combination of like mindfulness, tweak to the diet, being fit in general, prioritizing sleep, although sleep was out the fucking window on that trip. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is the second time you mentioned sleep and I'm like I feel like an album plug's coming and it's just uh, like oh, oh no, shit. The next one. <laughs> oh shit it's funny it's funny how little I consider that aspect of the title mm. and I've used I've used the, the album title as more of a metaphor for something else but it yeah. does absolutely have a holistic like sort of all encompassing it does play into that of course but um, no it's really like uh, more so um, so supplementing strategically with like herbs and adaptogens vitamins and minerals just like making sure that there's certain things not present in the diet making sure that you are getting the things that you need and then of course like um through discovering mindfulness you sort of discover like cbt which is like yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy and like being able to like sort of freeze time in the moment and like not like have a knee-jerk panic reaction to things and being able to just like slow your your reaction to stress down mm -hmm. and kind of like soften the blow that would like normally have like completely just unleash adrenaline on you and where you're like panicking or you can't think straight or um i think that yeah it's like a combination of things allow you to like maybe react to stress like a little bit like slower and softer and i mean if we're all going down then it's coming inevitably yeah you know, let's try to like maybe have like the slight, the slightest moment of clarity between like f learning of the bad news and then freaking out. Like, yeah. 
you know, you've got a couple seconds to grab your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. So, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. no, we've never been in like, you know, any like crazy near death scenarios or any wild shit like that. Although I have been in a van flip and Nathan and I were on probably one of the most turbulent flights of all time coming back from our first Australia tour where I did think maybe we weren't going to make it out of Brisbane on that one. But um, so nothing near death, but I mean, it could have been, but like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing near death, but it's, it's like, it's the shit you just, you've seen it in a movie. It's like, you know, you know but how it goes. Th- but that's the thing, mate. I've seen it in a movie. Well, that's I not know. something I've, I've like <laughs> lived. It's like, oh yeah, no, this happens. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this script plays out. I read this one. This isn't an A24 film, so I might survive. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, so yeah. like, so in terms of when you sort of say mindfulness are you talking about like being the watcher have you are you doing any sort of like meditation or anything like because a lot of sounds like, like you have i i like again I, i'm quite a big fan of eckhart specifically it's again the same as as loads of people you kind of get to spots where you're like oh this isn't working for me right now so you kind of got to do some reading you kind of got to figure out how other people have walked this path but you got to do the work yeah yeah but yeah obviously different people have different things one of the things we want to do in this podcast obviously we want to have like people listening on conversation learn about cool people but it's, it's like paths to stuff as well like at the beginning going through like what you're doing in this time to promote there's people who don't know how to promote right now which is cool but there's also people who are like stressing out right now and finding some of this stuff tricky how how are you like how are you making this work for you well mindfulness certainly is like part of the equation but i'd be lying if i said that i had like a dedicated practice or like a regimented practice i bring it in and out um but i think that once you once you get the light bulb turned on um i mean the reason i asked if you knew is because the way you framed it where you said like are you the watcher yeah you know and like this is the concept that the average individual who hears their friends talk about meditation and goes, oh, it's not for me. I can't turn my mind off. But the, see, the thing is, is I thought the same thing, but the really nobody's explained it to you properly yet. Or you haven't given yourself an, an opportunity to, to understand what and why and how and the importance of those things. And then once the light bulb comes on, it's, it's not even necessarily about, I mean, the regimented practice, of course, is going to make you much better and there are the you know the long-term added benefits of of always having the practice as part of your life but once the switch is turned on then you understand you know the practice sort of just a piece of it embeds itself in your day-to-day life and then you get like oh okay like you know that sort of cbt type of like um you know like if your partner or a friend or something does something that like ticks you off often yeah and then you and you have that moment to be like normally you'd be like triggered what the fuck yeah and react but once you learn that they don't know the impact they're having on you or they don't know like it's all about perspectives right and then once you sort of like consider like that sucks or i don't like that you said that or i don't like that you did that but like maybe they don't know like maybe they actually mean well like put yourself in their shoes like maybe they actually truly meant well all of a sudden you like have this like level of like acceptance and gratitude for things and then like it doesn't phase you yeah you're not stressed by those things because you understand how to process it because when you like forgive in the moment like you know it's like it's easier on you and them so then you have like there's like less tension 
you know and then there's other things of course like hormetic stress like physical hormetic stress will actually make you allow you to process emotional situations or tense moments um a lot easier like cold exposure and stuff like um you know doing like a cold plunge like a couple times a week or bringing that type of thing into your in, you know into your lifestyle that's just one you know sauna exposure is another um just physical fitness just like mental toughness like yeah whether it's like you know myostatic holds or cardio or weightlifting or whatever like they make you it's not just about your body like they make you tougher mentally like it allows you to like process certain things like you're unfazed kind of like i always kind of use the metaphor that it's like the saved by the bell scene or like the matrix where like you can freeze the moment and run around the room and like you can like turn buddy's hat around backwards and like run over here and pour a glass of water and pour it on somebody else's head and then like run back to where you were standing and then go okay and then scene you know what i mean it's like you can like you can you can freeze time and analyze quickly there's like a buffer between you and the stress that that opportunity to catch yourself is because that's that's it that's the the whole i think from an outside perspective people might hear living in the now gratitude the idea of sort of analyzing your own actions it's a bit like oh it's a bit gross but if you actually take a moment with it all it is is just like analyzing what you're thinking well, take a moment go on they'll tour they're, they'll they're tools for life yeah. what they are but i was laughing when you were saying that because i was just pick, when the average person hears those things and they have that reaction that you were doing just now when you were sort of being facetious it's like it's like going to walmart and seeing the live laugh love post <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's like the it's like the comic sans of <laughs> of you know like motivational like jargon because you know it's so overly popularized by like fake deep um inf- influence i'm doing quotations yeah, for yeah. people who can't see influencers on social media and people who are like you know like they 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 preach a certain but there's no like depth to it yeah. right so it's like that can ru- i think that can truly ruin that actually because it's sort of it's i don't know yeah. this stuff it comes off as woo woo but there really are results yeah. and then when people sort of like masquerade under the guise of like oh i'm so much better because i do all these it's like i don't know you kind of really wouldn't behave that way if you truly you know and like i've definitely had because we're doing enough of these conversations and stuff and lifestyle does come up often and i have talked about some of these things the i'm gonna say 99 percent of people are like i'll get dms and be like that's so sick that you know uh, to hear you talk about that stuff, it's really made me think about like some of these things. Like, do you have any resources, or like, you know, or, like, oh, I did some reading, and like, that's so huge. Like, this is helping me with my stuff. And then you have that like person who might have been scarred or jaded by like somebody on their newsfeed or like somebody they know in their life, who's like, man, stop it with the, like the holier than thou lifestyle, like fake deep stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm a better person. I, I got a shit ton of work to do. I am fucking nowhere close. This is the thing. You don't, and again, I don't want to sort of talk to your situation, but certainly for mine, you don't go looking for that stuff if you think that, you're, that you've got everything <laughs> down pat. That's, you look for tools when you feel that you need the extra push. Yeah, I had a friend, there was a friend today who was posting in his Facebook, uh, like in, I saw it in the news feed. He posted a photo of his arm hmm. and it said, this tendon or this muscle is like fucking killing me. I've been tracking bass guitar for something for like six days. It's absolutely fucking killing me. And like, am I a baby? Like, am I a coward for asking you guys if this is a problem? Like, what should I, what should I do? And like, 
you know, for anyone who's like, you know, whether it's athlete or anyone who does anything repetitive and specialized, you're going to run into stuff like this. You have to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. Been a huge thing for me this year. Um, and for the last couple of years, honestly, like trying to be proactive about stuff. And I still have stuff pop up on me all the time. It's like this vessel is incredibly annoying. I'm constantly <laughs> having to manage it, and I, you know, but it's part of the, the thing, right? Um, humble, humbles you, reminds you you're human. And um, I, I left him a comment saying, you know, it's not, you're not a coward for asking a question about like, injury mitigation or like pain management that's called intelligence uh, in what world is it cowardice to 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 show humility and say some like i'm a human being and this isn't working like can somebody help me like that's intelligence that's what we do especially if you're going to consult the facebook hive mind you might as well make it for something fucking productive because lord knows <laughs> man but but again for for the people who like again we got some as a as a species we got some weird hang-ups because when whenever it goes into but if it goes into like no it's better to be like man up mate just fucking push through and you can push through you do fucking great you'll do tendonitis is really manly exactly you'll do great for a a year two years five years i mean obviously you won't be doing it long term but at least you look really fucking hard when you did those not being able to play bass in two years from now is going to be really fucking manly yeah so it's like you know, and then shout out to him for that, for, for, for doing that, because, you know, an intelligent person with no ego or no, you know, we all have to have an ego, but like, yeah. you know, with no like vile ego, negative yeah. ego, you know, um, that's the, that's the type of thing that, that a, an intelligent person does is look for help, you know, so anyway, anyway we'll get off the live, laugh, love stuff. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to cycle back super quickly because uh, I, I did a pointed question. I want to tap on it um, yeah, yeah. just in terms of the. Music, obviously, Circadian, new album, amazing, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I mentioned Japanese um, media specifically because I was going to try and tap into the anime thing because... Uh, there's not much to tap into with me, yeah. unfortunately. I wish I could have given you something, but I like a couple of things, but it's, you know. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was only just on the soundtracks from that. Uh, from oh, okay. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. Because a lot of the music digs deep into light light motifs that's like a like character development usually comes with you bring this thing back around it plays once and people like getting used to it subconsciously Mm -hmm. you bring it back around and in the anime culture it's called the instant nut moment it's very very uh very deep psychological why is it always (laughs) why is it always that it's, I mean, I don't, I don't make the rules, mate. I just enforce. Them. I know, but it's, <laughs> I'm like, I seriously want to know why it's always that. <laughs> you know what that is. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, carry on. Uh, yeah, no, I was just obviously the psychology of bringing something like that background. As at least yeah. one I caught on on the album, which was from, I think from Five HTP mm-hmm. into I want to say Dose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um deliberate bring back to be like oomph were you paying attention or like only only because in the same sort of frame of mind if you were going to score something if you're trying to tell a story Mm. is there is there something like that or is it you're writing music that you love this is what sounded good this is what I'm having it's like a combination it's definitely not a deliberate like posing of the question to the listener from me to them Mm. to say are you listening I mean I'm impressed when people do um I think I wear my my themes and motifs on my sleeve obvious in an obvious way so I, I don't really see it as like, it's not really a game of cat and mouse so much um, I'm more impressed when people realize that 
the theme in Earthing came from the waterfront from the last record. Now we're okay. If, if you can I'm do, it I'm, making, I'm, I'm making notes now. Like, okay, there you homework go. for next time. <laughs> that's that's one. That's one to um, the, you know where I'm like, okay, you're certainly paying attention if you can catch it from a completely different body of work. Yeah. Um, but you're referencing, yeah, the, the, the connection between track one and, and track seven. Um, honestly, it happened by accident. And a lot of the time when I'm writing, um, I don't write a collection of songs, you know, like two songs between a tour and then go on the, to- on, on the road and then like come home and do another three. I don't really write like that. I write in one sitting. So these things come from one headspace. So if I am referencing an older motif, then it really wanted to find its way in. And if, it, if I'm referencing a new motif within the same body of work it's probably just some sort of musical idiosyncrasy that's in my head or in my hands that's coming up often um so yeah um i i as far as that one goes i had written track seven first okay because i wasn't i wasn't sure specifically because that's the same track that's got the I'm not sure what the instrument was it like a pan flute at the start or something like that and then it, then you again spoilers for the album but there's like a sax bit later on I just felt like everything just kind of <laughs> was like I'm just gonna put like all the entire arsenal into this one moment just to like big peak and continue but no just sort of it just it just that's the way it worked out yeah so like with that one in particular um no not as cerebral as as it might come across is really more so just like i had track seven written and then um i felt like i had tracks two through eight on the record Mm. but i didn't have an intro so i was like i need a track one so like i need a nice little precursor preamble to the to the entire record so that's when i wrote 5 hdp and then as i was like stepping through the bridge there that like fragment of the chorus from dose like that song had already been completed but a fragment of that melody reoccurred. And it's funny because I put that song, I put 5HTP first, so you get the like little fragment early on and then I'm sort of foreshadowing the full-blown version of the chorus that's coming in song seven. But I had written song seven first, so I gave myself the opportunity to play with that. Like, oh, okay, like, I know what this is. That's totally going to function for sure. So I, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like trusted my intuition on it. I like the way it sounded. Both songs were in the same key. Um, I just like that little fragment yeah. and I figured like, okay, that's a cool taste of what's to come on the record. And if, if an intro isn't doing that on a record, I don't know what it's supposed to do. So I was like, yeah, let's kind of foreshadow something with that. And then I used the song titles to link them. Mm -hmm. Um, because, um, I already had track seven titled dose, which is dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, which is like the full suite of like euphoric brain chemicals. And then I was like, well, how can I, you know, in a sort of like clever way, like link track one because they have like a similar identity. So 5-HTP is a precursor to serotonin in the body. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a part of the equation to create serotonin. It's like a precursor molecule. So I was like, oh, that's like a little, you know, a little fragment <laughs> that becomes something else later that's like more fully explored. So I really like the connection between those like neurotransmitters and like how one song kind of foreshadows the other. I, and again just the nature of of the music that you're making and as an audience member i'm like projecting my own things onto it like this has got to be a reprise or this has got to be and just through listening to it because because you can interpret your own story is that a thing that's fairly regular where people are like is this what your music's about and you're like no uh, but <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always make a mess and then make sense of it later. So <laughs> magic. I kind of like yeah. I try to like use like syntax and logic and reason to sort of um, piece together my own madness. I can't really do it the way I want to. Um, I can't really do it the way I want to uh, if I'm like preconceived or over overly calculated. So um, I kind of just have to go with whatever's happening, trust my intuition, and then make sense of it later. Like I can't, I can't figure out song titles or the track order or anything like that unless I have it all in front of me and then I kind of like work my way through making sense of it. So. It's yeah, not as glorious. Really it's not as like, you know, but try to be <laughs> concise in the end anyway. So I was going to say, there's something really cool about like finding a, like you don't hear it that often, but finding like a melody that sort of like crops up or like a motif or something. Um, and I think like dream theater do it a lot. That's like one of their things. Um, and like Dream Theater's music is like a maze anyway. So if you can remember kind of like anything, you're just like, oh, that's really cool. But one that always stands out to me is, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the first Fell Silent album, uh, The Hidden oh, yeah. Words. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like the, the OG. <laughs> like, deception, where, dude. Let's yeah, go. Um, yeah. Like the, what I call like the Fell Silent motif, like the three notes. Yes. Bing, it, <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 and like yeah. it crops up loads in the album, but you hear it in... The, the first wave of bands that kind of came off the back of that album For used sure. the shit out of that as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love the fact that that not only did that motif cross like through that album, it also made it into a genre of music. <laughs> like, yeah. like these th like these three three single notes. Yep. Um, though I, I have ones that I use. They're not incredibly deliberate, but once I find things that I, you know, I think that are like um sort of like good calling cards or like sort of like you know reference like the identity that i'm trying to maybe draw parallels between for given you know pieces of work then they just happen naturally i'll tell you that they 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 actually happen more often than i commit to them so i so they're they're constantly happening but i curate which ones i want to use and then try to be strategic about you know how i'm doing that but um it's funny you mentioned that record and if i'm familiar because like if you search on youtube you will find a video of me playing immerse and it was actually requested by brown because he didn't he hadn't met ollie at the time and yeah. we had been sort of internet buddies and it's a long time ago probably 12 or 13 years ago and yep. he needed another guitar player and i technically auditioned and had i not been you know I mean, 12 years ago, there's no way we could have made it work internationally. It's funny now, like, they've had a bunch of international members, and, like, I've also, you know, you know, at least between Canada and America, like, worked with people that don't necessarily live down the street. So it is possible, but he and I are in way different places than we were then. But we were friends. He was looking for someone at the time. Um, he asked me to, like, make a video so you can yeah. find you can find a video of me playing immerse that I made for Brown and it was like, Hey, here's I can this. See Mike he was like, about to drop, like, he's like, fuck, it's good. He's like, it's good. But, but the, so you're talking about the scale of Canada and the fact that it's huge across the pond. Just so you know how tiny the UK is. We went to the same school as Brown. Oh, <laughs> are, you Mil are you from Milton Keynes? Uh, we're from, uh, yeah, we can, we can location drop from a place called Flick. So if he tells you that he's from Milton Keynes, he's fucking lying. Oh, <laughs> so we're like, shit. we're like 10 minutes from MK. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 that's I, funny. It's it's nuts that you know about Milton Keynes though. Like yeah, I, yeah. They're, they're, I played I played the Crawford Arms. Oh, sick! Cool. With an, with animals. Fucking that's a. Mad. It was it was Plinerville's animals as leaders at the Crawford Arms. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. Insane. Again, like Canada is larger than I can possibly imagine. But the idea that you're just sort of like, yeah, no, we played down the road. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Been there. Yeah. Um, it's. And I mean, I probably wouldn't know of it w- if it wasn't for Brown and Ackle and yeah, put us on yeah. the map, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know. And those as three th- notes technically <laughs> did too, I guess. So, as, as the term Milton Cleans Milton come Cleans, across, yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I know. I, that's what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, someone here is gonna say it, yeah. I and um, I am fucking baffed that's a thing in Toronto. I, I figured it was like, I figured that was a very, very local term. No, I know about it. I mean, just because, like, I know about the, you know, been been a part of this thing, like, from a few years after its, like, inception, I guess, when all that stuff really kind of started. But I didn't start long after. Like, the first interval stuff is almost a decade now, which is kind of, which is kind of crazy. And it came from that. And, like, I was buddies with all these guys online, like, you know, just, just, just chatting and hanging back <laughs> in the day like you know so actually it's actually so crazy that we've all played together toured together met in person hung out like collaborated with some you know um it does kind of blow my mind <laughs> yeah it's so weird how like small the world it like it's, this is gonna make me sound 100 years old but as soon as like like with the invention of the internet how teeny tiny the world suddenly seems because like yeah of course like for us like kind of when we were sort of young where like <laughs> fell silent were just a local band like like you could see them play these tiny venues to like a handful of people and you know you'd see them play like battle of the bands and that was kind of it and then sort of now fell fell silent and kind of spoken of almost like these these gods because obviously the band kind of fractured and then all these dudes went off and did other things and yes it's it's crazy how far that that album has reached like in terms of its influence obviously there are you know a ton of other bands that have kind of fed into that sound the d word (laughs) but (laughs) like it's so bizarre how how far spread that that album has kind of become over like over the years and as i say like i had the same guitar teacher as brown like went to the same school wow um yeah and and then to be sat here just having a conversation about this like this yeah it's just bizarre yeah. it's super weird yeah i mean yeah legendary release you know i, I just realized as well um if yeah if, if you check out if you check like I'll, I'll check out your youtube video and uh if you check out the immerse video and just scan through and see if you can find me i'm in there somewhere with very very long hair oh just that's <laughs> funny that's funny yeah no we um Oh man, it's been a long time since I even looked at that. It came up recently though. Somebody, somebody brought it back to my attention. It's on the internet somewhere. Um, I, I borrowed a friend's uh, everything to do that <laughs> video. Like I borrowed his rig. I borrowed his guitar. Like actually, no, I rented a seven string blue. I'm in a seven string from like a local shop. Sick. Had it set up in that weird ass tuning and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Borrowed a friend's amp and stuff. I was like, okay. I learned it. <laughs> um, shoot, shoot the video. So I don't Let's know. It's so weird. But yeah, Brown and I actually, you know what? Brown and I talked about that on the uh, Riff Hard podcast. 
Oh, sick. That's where that's where it came up. He he and I and Al were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was like, where? Why? What did that come up recently? Yeah, I was talking to Brown about it. Um, no, I've known those guys forever, and Ollie's a really good buddy and stuff too. And I was a fan of like Cyclamen and, and everything that was going on at the time with uh, what he was doing, like right before he joined Monuments. And um, you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's just so crazy, like you know, all these years later, what everyone's, you know, been up to and what everyone, well, everyone's currently up to the same thing, which is sitting in their apartment. Um, <laughs> I actually just, I just got word from my girlfriend mm-hmm. that we are relegated to official lockdown come Monday again, uh, fuck, including right. fucking retail too, which is going to be insane because yeah. it's like Chris, almost Christmas. And it's like, we yeah wow that just kind of rocked my whole world i'm in the middle of, i'm about to move to we have so much yeah. furniture to buy i guess i have the weekend to like do a million <laughs> things before everything closes monday wow that's scary on on that note we should probably set you free so you can enjoy your last few hours of life mate. well I'm, we don't have to cut it because it's something that depressing but, but. uh <laughs> you know, um i'm certainly am gonna have to actually go get some shit done cool that sounds cool well uh, crazy thank you very much for your time i'm hoping that again it's it's not too wild but a nice excuse to just sort of spend time with your girlfriend and just maybe oh man i'm 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 all yeah i'm gonna start writing like i'm already hungry to you know and we her and i funny we met like just as the pandemic was starting Mm. uh we met in february and um i just got home from nam and you know it's like i'll tell you right now you want to test whether or not you're compatible with somebody take every other aspect that could possibly like give you excuses to like you know do you like dates or like other stimulation and things (laughs) like take that all away and see if you can survive and we're we're literally moving into a new apartment on monday so next monday but um (laughs) you know it's it's going to be fine and like because of that because we know that like her and i are certainly ready for it and we'll be Mm -hmm. okay and I've got enough to distract myself with in terms of music and everything. And, you know, so that's cool. I got a new little studio space to build. And cool. I just got to run out and get a pile of furniture and a bunch of like moving supplies and stuff before they tell us we're not allowed to anymore, I guess. I've just got visions of like, um, like Jingle All the Way style. You're just frantically <laughs> just grabbing everything. Dude, I love that movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm, oh, I might watch that tonight, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's. I'm gonna listen to the hidden words, and I'm gonna watch with the, and I'm gonna watch Jingle all the way with the sound off. <laughs> That's a fucking. See how well they sync up. I've, I've just got, I've got visions of Arnie just like pulling through a, uh, through a store and just like yes. tear down the barricade. Yes. The only one. Yes. Yes. Dude. Oh, that's legendary, man. I mean, it's not quite like uh, we used to do. What we used to do, we used to go to this like like dilapidated fucking theater like this like just run down clandestine like punk rock <laughs> venue in the city where they used to do the dark side of oz where they would play the wizard of oz with the sound off and play dark side of the moon <laughs> sounds fucking amazing oh you should do that one that's a real that's a like that's a i don't know about, i don't know if the <laughs> hidden words and jingle all the ways is iconic but uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be <laughs> but it's, yeah it's gonna be depending on whether or not i can find that tab I was hanging out in a drawer somewhere, if you know what I mean. Maybe that's a bad time to take. Maybe that's a bad time to take that one. I don't know. Either that would be absolutely amazing. I've, yeah, I feel like like an entire movement has just been built 
at the very end of this show. <laughs> Who is your daddy and how many strings are on his guitar? That's unreal. Right, um, that's my ringtone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, you know what you got to do? Best ringtone is you got to go listen to my episode of The Downbeat with Craig Reynolds. Yeah. And you got to listen to him do the, his uh, rendition of all the spoken word sixth stuff. <laughs> oh my god dude. you are i don't even i'm not even gonna try because i'm not as funny as craig so, but, so hang on, are we talking just like like absolutely just straight face reading of like bland street bloom he didn't re- <laughs> no he just made up all of his own words and he's just doing the voice <laughs> he's, he's, i wish he read me verbatim bland street bloom no he was just like we were talking about sick <laughs> he was just talking i can't even i can't even hold it together right now he's talking about like how he loves the band but he's not sure he can like really take it seriously because of like you know like what was he saying he's like you know i am the man in the tree i am the tree man just like saying all this like dumb <laughs> like re- oh, i don't even know but craig oh, is a fucking legend but yeah if you want a ringtone go sample that part of the podcast Dude. and i'm just in the back crying <laughs> like, it's so good but yes um jingle all the way with the sound off fell silent just dimed <laughs> and uh <laughs> your your state of perception is um is totally is preferential mm-hmm. i'm gonna say in that moment you know what i mean like however you <laughs> yeah, however yeah. you want to feel for that it's gonna be it's gonna be an experience either way but you can fight in that if you so choose <laughs> yeah i mean you could actually you could live that stone cold sober and you'd still be in for a fucking <laughs> ride i think i might actually <laughs> <legitimately> <laughs> I might legit. I mean, dude, we're going in the lockdown. What am I? What am I? What else am I going to do? We've got the time. I'm. I'm just expecting like months down the line. Just like you have one message request. Like, okay, I've been through every Arnie film. I found the perfect fit. Start at. Start exactly. Yeah. Start at this. Yeah. Time in. Time out for the movie, and then just like cue up the hidden words and just. Dude, wow, that's. I'm already picturing it, and I don't think I'm ready. Like I was, in, I was enjoying, I was enjoying this talk, man. But that is, that is <laughs> you, you, you brought something to my life. Thank I'm, you. Legitimately, I'm legitimately crying to be honest. <laughs> that's actually so insane. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Brown needs to know about that. Brown needs to know that that's a thing that he needs to do. Same with Aklong. He'd be like, dude, it's been a minute, but I just want you to know. Every the entire world is waiting for a fell silent re-release, and we got the music video on. Or, ready. or honestly, like I don't know if it's yeah, probably is a copyright thing. I was gonna tell somebody out in the internet abyss, like you should just go clip, go clip that, that record and just like the best, most intense part of Jingle All the Way. And if you can't upload it to YouTube, which I mean, you probably can't, at least send it to us. Yeah, just just let me, please. Well, that's, like, that's no such one a, needs to know. That is such a huge piece of media that the world didn't know it needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, fuck, that's crazy. All right, well, yeah, I gotta go figure life out. <laughs> I feel like you've got the key. It's it's there. Yeah, yeah. For you. Again. It's all gonna be fine now, guys. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> well shout out to the both of you thanks for having me on this was actually a really fun chat sorry that my internet went down in the middle but i'm sure with the magic of editing of editing that they'll people won't even know, know. <laughs> they'll never even know but i just sh- i shouted it out twice so it <laughs> they might figure it out they but no might. it's cool <laughs> that's cool well uh yeah thanks guys really appreciate it stunning thank you very much for hanging out mate it's been a, a genuine pleasure and yeah. um 
I, I mean, is is this is this the last podcast for a bit, or is there is there more coming? I've got one um, coming up called Every, "Everyone Loves Guitar," mm-hmm. which is like a really popular one, I think, on um, wherever people listen to their podcasts. But um, <laughs> this guy is such a rock star that he scheduled at the beginning of the campaign for a early December podcast, yeah. like seven weeks ago, eight <laughs> weeks ago. I was like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, so I've got that left, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I checked out his content. It's going to be a really fun chat. Um, but, uh, I mean, we did them all. We did the Punk Rock NBA. We did URM, the Riff Hard. We did the Downbeat. We did uh, a bunch of things, that ones that I've, I, I learned of because I was doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did the Animus podcast. We did, uh, you didn't do Joe Rogan, but that's fine. No, but um, again, you did a thousand people. I saw your Instagram post just sort of like, <laughs> a lot of people who think they might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, uh, yeah, I was shouting out Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, anybody with a microphone. Oh, dude, that, that's that's in, that's exactly the energy we're going for. So I'm not I'm not. No, 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 you guys. <laughs> hey, this was this was a really fun chat, and that's I'm it. glad I'm glad to have done it. Um, Ab- absolutely, appreciate pleasure. that you guys would have me on. But again, if anyone wants to see again that post, your content, and again, you you mentioned straight off the bat the time like your day starting with the gym. If people want to see the muscles. Where do they go for that? <laughs> oh no! Please, post quarantine, <laughs> like, can life needs to come back to normal. They took the gym away so many times that there's no point in even trying. I mean, I've been trying to maintain, but yeah, that's not. It's a very sad. We yeah, we started with depression. We're ending with depression. So, um, <laughs> um, if they want to see music and <laughs> just general goings on and follow, and, so that and muscles in six months. Then. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Fuck. Um. Yeah, see me get all my hard work back mm-hmm. um, at Aaron Intervals on Instagram, intervalsmusic.net, intervalsmusic.bandcamp.com, intervals on all the fucking places where you find things that you look and everything and listen to. You can, yeah, you'll certainly find it. Um, new record's called Circadian. It's out now. You can find it everywhere. Would appreciate if you streamed, if you like physical things uh, like vinyls and CDs. Um, guitar picks and books and all that stuff um sheethappenspublishing.com go to my catalog under intervals and um, we've got uh guitar picks and we've got dice so you can gamble responsibly with mom and dad at home because you know don't i'm not condoning that you leave your social bubble i need i need you, I need you to know if you're gonna gamble with your with your um your you know with the people around you that it's not going to be your hood rat friends this time. Okay. It's going to be mom (laughs) and dad. You gamble for a little bus change. It's just, it's all fun and games. Wear a mask. I made those two for you masks. So Mm -hmm. you can, also, adorn. Love that segue. Oh, right. your buddy Aaron's got you. Just all yeah. hooked up. I, and I said for your cold COVID uh, quarantine <laughs> body, I made wonderful uh, selection of cloth for your, uh, you know. He's going to keep you warm. He's going to keep you safe. You can roll the dice to figure out your time signatures while you're learning the music from the new sheets. Come on, look it up, guys. No, here's a dice game. This is the dice game. You Mm -hmm. choose five records, six records, because I know how dice work, six records (laughs) and six movies, and you roll two die, and then you get the movie and the film, and then... Yeah, 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 you already know what I'm talking about. Amazing. And all six of them are jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and the other six are the hidden words. <laughs>
<laughs> Sick. That was good. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I think I, think I can't keep it together. I was gonna say that is that is cut. Like literally, that at the end of that sentence, the show is over. That is perfect. <laughs> Gentlemen, you guys are the best. I appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. All right. Thank you very much, mate. You take it easy, and I hope everything continues to go well with the album. Um, enjoy, enjoy moving. Hope it's cool. Oh man, thank you, thank you very much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Cheers. Take care, man. Peace. Bye. And there you have it, Aaron Marshall of Intervals. Big thank you to Aaron for uh, for joining us. This episode was a blast to record. Uh, big thank you to Aaron's team for making it happen. Uh, if you guys aren't already familiar with uh, Intervals and Aaron's work, check them out. Uh, the new album Circadian just dropped. Uh, it's a really good place to start. It's a fantastic album, and uh, Aaron's an incredible guitar player, incredible songwriter. So, uh, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, we're gonna round today's episode out with uh, a song that was mentioned on the show. Uh, this is track seven of the new album. It's called Dose and it features the incredibly talented and flawlessly named Saxel Rose. Enjoy.
Who is your daddy and how many strings are on his guitar?